Hello and welcome to a long-awaited episode of Scarves Up. We have been not being a good job at doing this weekly. We got a lot of games to look at. We're not going to talk about EPL. We're not going to talk about what the Western New York Flash winning the... NWSL or the USL final, which is this Sunday, Red Bulls versus Swell Park Rangers. We're talking about the four Sounders games and MLS Decision Day, which is coming up next this this weekend. So we're going to start off with that game that long time ago, before an international break. Uh, a break where Ladero score, uh, Ladero uh, got yellow card accumulation, so they bring him back uh, for a game for a midweek against Houston. U.S. play Cuba in Cuba, but uh, let's start with that game against Chicago. Our leading, our not a leading scorer, because Jordan Morris does have more goals than him. Scored in this game. But our favorite scorer to predict, Chad Marshall. Gets the one goal in this game against the Fire. Then we went, uh, but in this game, Ladero uh, gets another yellow card. So he got suspended for that Vancouver game. For a silly foul, kicking the ball away with no particular reason. And honestly, it didn't really... Do that much well. It started out bad. First, uh, Vancouver uh, got a penalty off of Alfonso Davies. Neil Fisher comes in. Davies, uh, how old is he again? He's the nineteen-year-old. Yeah, no, no, he's oh, fifteen. Fifteen years old. That's and right. Younger than draws, one of our podcasters. Younger than both of our podcasters. And uh, draws draws a penalty. And Pedro Morales steps up, converts, but not before the end of the half. Alonso, who uh, after scoring against the Galaxy, uh, scores again here. I mean, I said at the beginning of the, uh, on, on the second week, that Alonso, when Alonso scored against RSL, I said, uh, if you look back at the last couple of seasons, he scores once a season. So I said that he was it. But he's beaten that. So Yeah, I mean, but also he usually puts the ball 20 feet over the goal, and this year he's learned to keep it down, done, so a lot more than going. He scored three this year, but he puts that in, uh, comes in late, and finishes it. So I Then want, there was the red card, Pedro Morales, uh, elbow, referee right there to see it, uh, elbow into the face of the one of those calls goes the and Sounders that way. That was completely the right call, and it's red card. Uh, it's definitely not gone the Sounders way it's gone Dempsey uh Dempsey's gone that in the game against Dallas which they won five to zero and it happened again in the game against Houston to uh Alonzo so now I had a refereeing question I wanted to ask you on that one the 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 Davies um penalty do you remember that he ran past the touchline and when he came back into the penalty area to get fouled he actually came in from behind the touchline. Yeah, that that's okay. It's just if the ball doesn't No, I know go he's out. allowed to go out, but my question is if um if Fisher had started fouling him while he was off of the field, 
does that count as being in the penalty area or not? What happens if you if the player runs beyond the I, end line and you foul him while he's behind the penalty? I really don't know. And uh, I think, well, I mean, really... I guess the, the closest point on the field is the penalty it, area. It's when the ball goes out. Uh, but, uh, and I mean, the player is never supposed to leave the field um, in any instance, but I really don't know if you give it a penalty or uh, if, uh, yeah, I... In the other way, if you're running towards the goal and if the player's toe is over the line... But the foul is like, you know, if you kick their trailing leg, which is out of the penalty area, is it where the contact happens that matters, or is it where the player is? Uh, it's where the contact happens. That's You see this a lot if it's the player, if they land in the box, but the foul is actually So if the, if the player the is partially in the box, but their foot that gets fouled is outside the yes, box, that's not a penalty. Yeah, and you can see players trying to get a penalty even though they know they're outside of the box sure. when they dive into the box. So my question is, if the part of the player that's fouled is off of the field, does it matter whether the closest point on the field is in the penalty area or This not? gets back to what I don't know. and Okay. Uh, it do, it's so rare, I think... So that was the thing. Uh, I'd never really seen a penalty like that where somebody ran over the touch because it was also he ran over the touch line and then went sideways behind the penalty area and then came back into the penalty area. Yeah, it was it, part of how he got around Fisher in the first it, place. It's an odd call, but uh, it was a foul. You can see the jersey go and Yeah, I didn't really I didn't complain about the call. Okay, well let's talk about the next part. So first there was Brad so Brad Evans comes back. After he's been out for with injury for so wait, which game are we talking about for a while? Now? This is still in Vancouver. It's okay. just that it's the second goal, uh, and uh, handball. Uh, uh, he um, that's right. Brad Evans, everyone's comes, favorite calm penalty taker, coming in, and Brad Evans. You can see uh, those uh, David Asted goes the way that Brad Evans usually does it, uh, so he switches up. And then now said. that I've and then, just finished talking about how calm Brad Evans is. Yeah. He comes in and decides to demonstrate what a headbutt would look it's like not, if he were making one. Yeah, this is, uh, no, this is not at all a headbutt. And, um... Well, I think he was, no. he was, he was complaining that somebody else headbutted him during a play. I don't think But he, he chose to, he chose to complain by saying, look, ref, he went like this. Uh, if he's trying to show that, I, um, I don't think he's trying to show a headbutt. I don't think... He doesn't touch the offender at all. I think the referee doesn't really call this until our least favorite player, Blas Perez, uh, just the worst player. Right. He's he's so I think annoying. It's clear that he's you shouldn't do more fake annoying headbutts. than Lenhart or Keen. I don't think it's even a headbutt. Oh, he's not. He's not in Lenhart's class. He's not nearly as annoying as Lenhart. I think he is okay. way more annoying. But this is. Uh, but if you look at the replay of the corner kick, he doesn't get... It's not that the guy headbutted him. He just gets completely pushed. Okay. And really, this should be a penalty, and it's not given. And the ref only sees something when Blas Perez starts complaining. He doesn't yep. make any contact, so well, it, can't general, be, it can't be a red card. If it's a... I, I will be mad if it's still a yellow, but... It makes a little more sense. 
but this is a hundred percent not a red card. So did you hear any any post game commentary on that, or did Evans speak about it? I know they decided uh, not yeah. to appeal it. They decided not to appeal it because this doesn't actually go to the MOS disciplinary committee. It goes to to the refereeing. It committee? goes to the referees. It's three referees, and you have to prove that they clearly made a mistake. And the Sounders weren't confident that it was going to. Uh, get overturned, and I think they get fined if they're wrong, because um, it makes the referees look bad. Uh, but they decide not to. But Brad Evans made his point completely clear in interviews after the game, and uh, saying that it wasn't a penalty. It is a. Uh, it it was. It should have been a penalty before, and he didn't touch him, and he was just trying to tell him about the play and. Then he sees Perez coming in, and uh, he gets sent off. But luckily, the Sounders hold on get out and of the get game three points with with the win, if not and with their captain. And another big win away. So now we're gonna. So then we went to the international game. Um, international break. International break, and the first game was against Cuba. There's and. Uh, they won Cuba with a million chances, but we have to talk about uh, the one the, the the one play that wasn't called, uh, which is the high kick uh, from the Cuban player that went into Beesler. Yeah, this no. is a hundred percent a red card. You know, okay, it is his foot. He got a cut on his head. He could have brought it. He could have brought it down. His head. His foot should never ever be that high See, and it I, goes right into his face and there's no call at all i disagree with you i mean if it's high school soccer if it's correct soccer your foot should never be that high professionals get their foot that high yeah. and sometimes no. if somebody is trying to head down a ball that is professionals are allowed to get it higher than in normal soccer, but this is just ridiculous not only okay not only how well, I high, think he, was coming from behind him it wasn't obvious jumping, he should have known where he was first off he's jumping really high and then he his and then with his foot it's lifted like above his head and um, it's not in a Beesler's not uh Beesler uh is going to head the ball if he, if he doesn't get kicked and there's this there's got to be at least right. a I think, call. I if you're gonna you, give, if you're not gonna give a red card, that's that's a downright foul. I think Beesler came from out of his field of vision. I think it was hard to avoid. But I mean, you're right. I wouldn't have complained if it was a red card. I think you could argue it either way. But anyway, that I mean, it and if you were and for, for the U.S., it could have been seen. I, I would have seen and would have felt a lot harsher if the. Uh, if Cuba did manage to go the other way and score, because at that point, the the after the Cuban landed from cleaning Beesler, I forget the defender, it might have been Cameron, uh, then he just keeps running and he passes, and there's an open goal miss. And if this goes in, it's going to feel, it would have felt way, way harsher. Um, of a no call and uh, would have been way more annoying. So then, uh, then the Sanders played Houston. This game ended zero zero. Jovan Jones was not at this game because uh, he was still on break. But and Jordan Morris and the Darryl Sanders came could back. maybe have used Jovan Jones. He's used to playing in the heat. Seems like everyone else kind of wilted exactly. a little bit. Tony, Very tired game. 
Tony Afero comes in and played on the left and uh, I, I thought he played okay but uh, he still he loves to play with his feet and uh, he lost the ball a couple of times in bad positions uh, so I wasn't I wasn't happy there uh, we're Roman Torres I thought is getting, uh, he's gotten into form really really fast and I think he continued to play well in this game against and I can't remember did the Sounders have chances they should have finished yeah in that the game? Sounders had millions of chances in that game uh, and uh, Houston also with some Stephen Fry pushing it off the pushing the ball off the post was the save the match and then uh, Alonzo gets sent off after hands to the face. No one, no one, most of the Sounders fans continued to watch Nelson Valdez. And then they saw a referee come back. But uh, Alonzo said after the match he was, he was really mad at himself because he knew uh, he was right. going to send him off. Clearly the Houston player is trying to provoke, provoke Alonzo, but... Um, another, the curse of the armband, the Sounders can't keep another captain on the field. And then, uh, so then this game against Dallas, missing Alonzo, but we looked really well. Uh, we were also missing, uh, Andreas, cause he got injured in the 13th minute. Um, he, with a sprained knee or, uh, I believe. And he should, and it's looking like he should be out for the uh, see, uh, last game of the season. Uh, hopefully, if for the knockout rounds, if we and Marshall make also the going down. Rounds. And did you hear more status on him? I did not hear anything on on Marshall, but so we'll hope we get him back. Uh, it seems like mostly uh, the injury was was uh, what I. Uh, saw from the press conference with Brian is that team minor and they wanted to rest him uh, rather than um, putting pressure on it. And I'm guessing they'll continue to monitor him through the week. But it seems like he should be back. Uh, then with other injuries, Dylan Remick, hopefully he'll be back. He's been out with concussion for like two weeks now. Um, so he should be. So, I mean, by the third week uh, this Sunday, I think he should be back. So this game then, overall, the Sounders go up one nothing on a free on, kick by this is just, Ladero that sneaks in at the near post. Uh, this is just bad goalkeeping. Casey from Keller sites. was very offended. That's, that's really, really bad goalkeeping. And uh, easy, I mean, you know, easy to say on the on the on the shot before on the one before Ladero. Puts a good pass in at the far post. No, but if he, as you're the keeper, you do your job, which is that side. You don't want right. and hope your defenders get the headers. Uh, it's just bad, bad mistake. But this shouldn't have been the first goal of the game, as the Sounders scored before, uh, and but the goal got called back is what we think is a goal called back. Uh, foul against sites against Torres which is the the complete wrong call uh Torres and yeah, has he, every right to go for the ball and Mark Geiger points about and this is and then after this game and against that game against Vancouver are two instances with Mark Geiger this season season I've said it a million times before that he calls it by the book 
Well, he's messed up three huge calls in our season this year, and they've all been wrong, and it's really against the book. Well, so you know so, what the answer is, Nat, if you're worried about the, the referee making bad calls? Yeah. Do you know what the answer is? What's the answer? Score three goals. Well, I mean, it, it's 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 so true. Uh, then uh, Matt Matsuyuruti, former Timbers player, squirted against the Sounders a lot, uh, gets it off a free kick that should not have been giving. Another bad call by Geiger, yeah. and uh, off a big big dive, uh, and then they and then Carlos. Ruiz comes in and uh, <laughs> ancient at the age a, of thirty-seven. It was a good goal. Um, I I won't take reaches that out away with a lucky him. bounce over uh, the keeper. And uh, but uh, I said it before uh, when we were talking about this game uh, that I was I get I was thinking it was going to be tough, especially how good Dallas has been at home. Yeah. Um, so a stronger Dallas team than we played last time. Exactly. So, so this sets up quite this, a confrontation. So these other games that happened, RSL tying SKC, so both of them gaming a point. So uh, RSL went, goes, uh, uh, is uh, now, uh, they're uh, one point ahead of us. So and they'll so be okay the, with the tie. How do the standards work? It's how do the standings work now? So if you the, play. If the Sounders play. tie Real, Real Salt Lake. Are they both in, or does it depend what happens in the uh, other two games? No. So basically, if we look at the standings, because Timbers so ended up winning, we have for three spots. So basically, yesterday, uh, Columbus, uh, basically Colorado, not Columbus, uh, Colorado uh, was beaten by Portland uh, after uh, two penalties, one that was converted, and then another one. Which are both all taking my Fernando Adi that Tim Howard saved and then Fernando Adi missed. So looking forward, I know that missed, Portland missed plays, a big, big. Up, I know open that miss. Portland plays Vancouver. Who does SKC play? Uh, SKC is playing. Uh, uh, they're playing San Jose. Okay. And so I guess they are one and two points. They're both one point behind us. So if either of them win. Then, yeah, no. If they, if, if, they, if they, how it works is that if it is for all the teams, if you win, you're in. So is that true? If um, if if, if our if they win and if we also and, and Sounders and we also like tie. Okay, then if you win, you're in. It's how it works. Okay, if so you're saying if, if one, Portland and SKC win and Sounders and Real Salt Lake tie. Then Real Salt Lake would go through, and, and Portland the Sounders and SKC. would be out. Okay, so the Sounders. However, if they get a tie, and if they get a tie, they're in. As long as SKC and Portland don't both win. Yes. And if the Sounders win, they're in, and yeah. Real Salt Lake would be in unless Sporting Kansas City and Portland and Timbers Portland both win. win. Okay. It's really simple. You have to win. I think. So is if that you true? Look I mean, at SKC can get in with a tie, I think. Portland, can Portland no, get in Portland with a tie? No, Portland City cannot get in uh, with a tie. Well, if, if, they, not sure, if, if they, they get have a tie to Portland wins. and Portland loses, then they would get in. Yeah, but it's it's as simple as that. Each team, if they win, they're in. Okay, and then some people have a chance and with then, a tie. And then you can get in depending on losses or 
Okay, so what's your prediction so you for at, the big clash coming so up? So for these four games, uh, three games for these for these uh, these games that uh, were happening, Portland Timbers they're playing Vancouver, and I think uh, and this is definitely the hardest game for the tip for out of of the the, the matchups. Uh, I think, think we should be. Because it's a Cascadia game, you're. Well, you think Vancouver will play hard against uh, Portland, even though they're out? Well, not only because it is a Cascadia game, but Portland hasn't won on the road at all this year. And that is a big problem. So Now, Vancouver's been pretty terrible Vancou- at home, too. Vancouver fewer, has, fewer home wins than anybody else. Vancouver has not been well at home. But I, I really think, uh, I mean, yes, Vancouver, they only have four wins at home. But I think... Uh, Vancouver playing one of their big rivals. It's going to be enough that's going to make Vancouver And where is win. that Sporting Kansas City game? Is it Sporting Kansas-, Kansas City is playing... Uh, Are they in San Jose? Yeah, they're playing in San Jose. Are you sure? No, that looks backward. That's in San Jose. It's in San Jose because the old Galaxy are going to Dallas. Okay. Uh, and, um, and uh, yeah... Uh, so we got so ours. So Sporting Kansas City, I you really, I really don't know. Sporting Kansas City, they've been in not great form, so it's gonna be an interesting one. Because San Jose, really, just this year they haven't really done much. They haven't had extraordinary goals. They've kind of just made it through nicely. Okay, I I have. Uh, Miss, I've mistaken. It is actually, um, in, it is actually in uh, L.A. for that game against the Dallas. And Dallas will want uh, to win that game, as if they win, they will win the supporter shield. While okay, if they so lose, Colorado will win the shield. L.A. Galaxy they clinch because they won, and the Sounder, and the Sounders were in Eagles too. So they have clinched third place. So it's. Only for four, five, and six. So if the six. Sounders can beat Real Salt Lake, then they'd be in fourth place. And they're playing fourth place, and that would mean, and most mean likely, most likely, uh, well, if Sporting Kansas City uh, and Portland Timbers, if neither of them won, then we would play RSL again at home. So it would basically, and it would just be a rematch of Sunday's game, and that right. game would end. But if Portland or, on Wednesday or, Thursday. or Sporting Kansas City can win, then they could sneak then into that fifth spot. Then they could sneak into fifth, and uh, it's different. But yeah. we win, we're hosting at home, and that would be great. So what do you think our chances are turnaround. in this game coming up? How, what, um, what has RSL's I form been don't like? Think, uh, I don't think it, uh, RSL has been playing that well. Uh, they're They've scored uh, their goal. They've let in about the. They've let in forty-four goals. They've scored forty-three for a goal difference of negative one. Right. Uh, I, I don't most goals see allowed them, of any playoff team. I I don't see uh, them. Uh, turn, I don't see them. Uh, but RSL more. has always been a tough team for us. I guess more more so mm-hmm. away than at home. And. Uh, yeah, now looking at go difference, it's kind of funny to me that the Sounders have exactly, uh, they've let in the if, same amount exactly of goals. Exactly, even in goal difference. Hopefully exactly we can get even. into the positive side. So hopefully we'll, 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 so do you have we'll a- see that game. That game's on ESPN. I think the game should be 
Uh, two Neo Sounders. I'm going to go for two one Sounders with uh, two goals from Chad Marshall, as I always predict. Okay, and we'll, we'll see what happens in that. Now, looking at the Eastern Conference, so five of the teams are set. It's just about what position well, they'll finish in. I think really six of the, the well, teams are yeah. set. Well, so basically, Phil, so Philadelphia Union sit up with 42 points. New England have 39 points. And, and 12 goals and of a differential to make up. What, well, because the first tiebreaker is wins. And Philadelphia has one more already than New England. So Philadelphia lose... New England would and New England won. They would both have 42. They both have 11 wins. But New England is uh, uh, would need to win by 12-0 or... Uh, they just need to make up 12 goals. And then, make up 12. So yeah. Philadelphia could lose 6-0 and New England could win 6-0. But I don't see either happening. And uh, you can basically say that Philadelphia is in. So how do you... So, it's looking like we're going to end up with two teams with with uh, the two teams that were in MLS Cup not in MLS Cup in the playoffs this year. How surprising is this? I mean, the Columbus crew, they just never look good from the start. How su- Are you surprised by this result? Um, I think I was surprised to see them in the MLS Cup last year. What do you think about the Timbers? Are you surprised how far they've fallen? I mean, obviously they still um, have a chance to make it in. Yeah, I, uh, I'm surprised. Uh, I mean, I, I never, it would never really seem like they were doing as bad as the Sounders were at the beginning. But I mean, they've fallen behind and they've just been going steady, uh, not, not playing well. So yeah, and they just had a terrible, terrible time on the road. And uh, it's it's really. I mean, their home really record is them. is really, you know, up there with FC I mean, Dallas. It's really it's really good. They're, I mean, they have they've only lost they've lost twi- uh, they've lost three times at home FC Dallas, but they've won the same number of times twelve games. It's uh, definitely uh, it's a good thing to win at home, but you have to. Winning it when you if you lose the first couple of weeks on the road, it's okay, but you have to build on that, and they right. just haven't. You have to at least get some ties out on the road, and they haven't managed to do that. Uh, so we'll have to see how that ends up. Just quickly, the top of the EPL right now are um, uh, are Man City and Arsenal. Who would you prefer to win? If those are the two teams that stay at the top. I have not been paying attention to the EPL this time. Um, so I just do not have an opinion about that. I just hope Lester can repeat. Well, I think we've covered everything. So we will, we will be back uh, next Monday for another review. But for, for now, just remember to keep your scarves up.